atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. The following is a Cast Wave Studios production. Everybody and welcome to Badcast 66 episode 3. How's it going? I'm your host Brian Massey and I'm your host I'm your co-host Sean Holmes. And today we're going to talk about a couple of different things. Obviously, later on in the episode we're going to be talking about episode 5 and 6, The Joker is Wild and Batman is Riled. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, let's go ahead and talk about a couple of different things. Some of them might not necessarily be Batman related. Why not? But there are definitely a few things that are Batman-related in this show tonight that are not just the episode. Let's just go ahead and start and get this out of the way, because you and I have been talking about this, and I know I've been talking about it with Colin, who's the host of BGN for a while. We've been talking about this all week after we saw it. Let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Absolutely. Um, because we just need to get it out of the way. Um, and, you know, as much as I love Batman, I read other stuff, I watch other stuff too, and I definitely wanted to talk about this with you, Sean. Uh, you and I yeah. both saw this last Saturday. Yep. And, uh, yes, we, we did. Yeah, we saw it over at the Regal. Um, and, you know, damn it, that is, I'm, I'm having a hard time finding fault with that movie. It's, uh, it's hard to. I mean, it's, uh, it's a great, uh, it's a great movie. I, I mean, to, to do a sequel, a lot of good things have to fall into place, and, oh, and, and it really has to just go off without a hitch. And they've done it successfully. Um, I really had didn't really have too much gripes about the movie, but it was just it was it was good. Mm-hmm. It was just all it was good. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Um. I it's mean, nice relief. So first and foremost, Kurt Russell, um, in the opening scene, apparently did not have that much CG on him. Um, they put a little bit of makeup on him. They had a stunt double kind of as well, but a lot of that was just straight up Kurt Russell. And I was like, God damn. Okay. Right on, man. They got like eighties Kurt Russell. <laughs> like they really did. For, the, I, for I, the price of like current Kurt Russell, which was pretty good. Yeah. Um, always good to have a Kurt Russell. Uh, I will go ahead and say that as far as like awesome mixes go, I definitely like volume two better than volume one. Um, oh yeah. Namely because, um, I mean, yeah, Brandy, which is kind of like the theme of the movie. You know, Brandy, you're mm. a fine girl. A fine girl. <laughs> what a good wife you would be. Oh. Um, but uh, personally, my favorite song, and the song, again, I've had on repeat, because it's, it's a song that I kind of, like, didn't listen to for a while, but this definitely brought it back into my mind. Yeah. Um, the Chain by Fleetwood Mac uh, has been on repeat on my phone all fucking week. Oh, that was such a good. <laughs> so, that was such a good place for them to place that when yeah. like Yandu and uh, Rocket were going through that the facility. Oh my god! Yeah, awesome. and like everybody's fucking falling on the sides and shit. Um, you should really see it, by the way. If, uh, yeah, um, there's going to be spoilers for that movie here. And I know that you probably didn't expect to tune into a Batman podcast and get spoilers for Guardians 2, but hey, you know, it's not a perfect world. Yeah. Um, pro- 
again, spoilers, because I'm about to talk about one of my favorite moments in this entire fucking movie. Um, probably the coolest thing I've, I've seen in a Marvel movie is the anime fight between giant Kurt Russell and Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was just fucking aw- That was so, like, you, okay, I don't care what kind of gripes you had with that movie, if you are that kind of person, you see that scene on screen and you're just like, you know what? I got nothing. This is just, this is just pure enjoyment. Yeah. Um, I, I like when they were asking for tape. Like, he, like Rocket was asking for tape to put over the switch because Groot was going to press the... Hey, uh, hey, Drax, you got tape? No, no, Drax don't got no tape. Okay. Hey, Gamora! You got any tape? Oh, okay. No, <laughs> never mind. Drax, Drax, you got any tape? Scotch tape will work. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any? Then why would you mention if you don't have any? <laughs> now, I will admit, because there have been some reviews about it, um, bringing up like, you know, there's a lot of childish stuff where like, they'll talk about like, obviously there's a recurring theme where like Drax keeps mentioning his nipples and how sensitive they are. And I'm like, you know what? Pfft, whatever. I, I was, I thought that was funny. I thought it was funny too. I mean, I don't know. I'm the kind of guy who never really outgrew poop jokes though. So don't yeah. get me wrong. I don't think it's the height of entertainment or comedy, but I never really outgrew them. So I did. I did think the plot definitely uh, m- m- mimicked a lot of Empire Strikes Back. Oh yeah, no, uh, absolutely. I mean, what, what was it? It, do- we- it does. It does like reach to Star Wars. Like the first one, kind of like had a New Hope type of vibe. Yes. Well, and I mean, the second, the sec- the second one is like very Empire esque. Well, I mean, let's let's really kind of break it down real fast because you know you have the beginning where there's an epic fight that happens between everybody, uh, and then you know right near the end of the first act, you know the main group breaks up and like one group's going over here, the other group's over- going over here. Yeah. Um, so Rocket and um, Rocket's kind of hanging out with Yondu over on this one planet, whereas you know Gamora and Star Lord and Drax are heading over to Ego's planet because hey, we're gonna learn about my dad. By the way, you find out who Star Lord's real dad is. <gasps> Go figure. There's another thing that uh, there's a parallel between that and Empire, and then you know obviously the father and the son fighting. But, you know, and you could all kind of call that coincidence, but then look at that final scene during Yondu's. Funerals, spoilers, um, where they're all kind of standing out near the the edge of a window out in space and they're watching, you know, like the galaxy go by. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that's the fucking ending to Empire, except with like less fireworks. That's all it was. You know, so I, I agree that there was this was basically Empire. Funny enough, though, there were no hands cut off, which is weird because look how many Marvel movies have had people losing their hands recently. You would yeah. think this movie, which basically pastiches other, Empire, would have that, but My no. other favorite part was, um, and, uh, and make sure that his doom was brought by, brought to you by Taser, Taser Face. And she's just going, <laughs> starts laughing at him, and then the thing explodes. Let, let me ask you a question. What, you woke up in the morning, you looked yourself in the mirror, and you said... I'm going to go by the name Taserface. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else? Scrotum head? <laughs> um, oh. yeah, yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that get set up in this movie, but also not really. Um, by the way, if you watch the, if you watch the uh, end credits, we get, a bit of, uh, we get a bit of a hint of like, oh, hey, Adam Warlock's coming up. And also you see, um, you see Jeff Goldblum's character pop up for just a second in uh, 
one of those little face bubbles during you the also, during uh, Hasselhoff's one of the first ones. Thing. One of the first ones. He che- teenage Groot. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! He's did you notice that his vines were kind of like over his face, like a fucking emo cut? <laughs> did you notice that? I'm Groot. I am Groot. I'm Groot. <laughs> just sitting there playing video games. I'm Groot. <laughs> no, no, he was no he that that was a straight up teenager thing. He's like. I am Groot. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, so am I gonna start hating Groot now? God damn it. <laughs> I hope not. But oh my gosh, he was so cute as a baby when he was like, like they, he, he was falling asleep on Drax's shoulder. Oh, oh I, I melted. I melted. I was like, just he, that little young. Why? Why? Why am I so? I'm like that tree is so cute. <laughs> it's like you you see him yawn and fall asleep on the shoulder. And you're just like, and then like. They grow up so fast. No, they grow up. I'm like, now, okay, I get it. I get it now. Like, I get why my mom is the way she was <laughs> when I was a fucking teenager. You get like, it, man. You were so much better as a kid. Um, but yeah, no, um, I, you know, honestly, yeah, um, this movie's got fucking everything. I mean, come on. It's got, you know, it's got Stallone. It's got Kurt Russell. It's got, it's got the Hoff. It's got the Hasselhoff. I mean, come the fuck on. He did a he did a song for the fucking movie. Oh my god, the best song. I mean, I'm gonna buy that soundtrack. I mean, it's no true survivor from Kung Fury, but damn it, it's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um. So yeah, I would recommend if you haven't seen the movie yet. I mean, there's a good chance that you're probably just somebody who doesn't go see Marvel movies. But even still, I would give this one a chance. There's a lot of really good stuff in it, and you know, you don't have to have watched every single Marvel movie to be able to follow what's going on screen so there you go um moving on to dc um so there has been an event that has been happening in episodes sorry issues 21 and 22 of both batman and the flash and i picked this issue up just the other day it's called the button part three and i'm not going to spoil too much in this but i would absolutely recommend if you're a batman fan picking this up because there's a good chance that there's something in here that's not only going to just crush you at your very soul um but it might also have a fundamental um lasting effect on the character of batman allow me to go into this so the beginning of this episode the beginning of this issue uh we go to the alternate flashpoint universe in which thomas wayne is batman and Ivar thawne has uh basically changed fucking everything uh and barry's powerless basically if you've read flashpoint they're in that universe batman and the flash wind up going on the cosmic treadmill after trying to track down Thawne and uh, wind up in the Batcave. But it's Thomas Wayne's Batcave. Hmm. And so basically, they there's a lot of really cool little moments in this book, but probably the best moment in here is when Thomas Wayne has finally accepted, oh my God, this is actually my son, uh, and they're fighting against time. He takes off the mask and he says... Do me a favor, don't be Batman. Because, like, this is the one chance that Thomas Wayne actually gets to talk to his son. Um, he says, Don't be Batman. Find happiness, please. You don't have to do this. Don't do this for me. Don't do this for your mother. Be a father for your son in a way I could never be for you. Let the Batman die with me. And I read that and I was like, Fuck my God. Oh my God. Like, can you imagine? Batman in a heartbreak. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Like, I read that, and, like, I'm about... I'm, I'm trying not to fucking break down in the bookstore. Just, like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> like, no, what, what? <laughs> like, no, you can't do that to me, DC. Nerd, nerd clean up on aisle four. I'll, <laughs> I'll get it. 
<laughs> like I, I, I straight up like look I'm not look I'm not like Kevin Smith where I fucking cry at like everything but like for God's sake that had me weepy like that was just like Kevin Smith doesn't cry at everything oh my God dude no he, he like he'll like whenever he does a review of something he's like oh my God like there was a scene and it almost made, it, like it made me fucking cry dude and like he just does that all the time now. Uh, so whatever but i'm not trying to diss on kevin smith but i am i'm not lying though hmm. but um yeah definitely though this was this definitely kind of brought on the waterworks in a little bit of a way for me um the final issue of this actually brings back jay garrick as the flash after he'd been blooped out of the continuity in new 52 and what's also cool about this is we get a lead-in to a book that's coming out in november which is basically going to be Doctor Manhattan versus Superman, and we're actually going to try and st- we're actually going to start getting some answers as to why the fuck the Watchmen were doing what they were doing to the New Fifty Two in the first place. So let's see what happens. I've been loving Rebirth, re- like I've been loving Rebirth l- recently lately, man. Like I've just been reading like fucking everything. Like I've got like eight fucking you know collection collected titles in my backpack right now that I've just been blowing through, and Batman's be- definitely been one of the better ones. So. Cool. Um, I will say this, uh, and then we'll uh, take a quick break, and then we'll get on to the episode. I've been reading Superman, uh, the, the Rebirth of Superman. How's that? You need to read it. I need to read it. You need to read it. A required reading for if, a Superman if, fan. If you like Superman, and I'm, I'm, I, John, I, I, I hear, pray tell that you like, I hear that you like Superman. I like Christopher Reeve's Superman. Oh, ah, okay. Um... You will like this. And I like action comics, Superman. You will like this. Okay. You will really, like, it's, it's, it's really fucking good, dude. Like, um, I'm not going to get into details, but let's just say that, like, they start to make things right with the Man of Steel in a way that they should have done a long time ago. So we're going to take a quick break and we will see you in just a little bit. and salutations and mother and father you want to support this podcast simply go to patreon.com slash studios and you can do just that and do me guns help us in the best way possible and you get und privileges to make your friend jealous schnell schnell go to und patreon.com slash studios American Top 40. Well, hello. This is a commercial for CashWaveStudios.com slash Amazon. It is the best way to shop for anything on your wish list. Shopping through CashWave Studios is the best way to help us without paying any extra. Remember, click the Amazon tab at CashWaveStudios.com. This is Casey Kasem saying grab your balls and reach for the stars. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Zach Patterson with Castwave Studios. And this is Sean Holmes. And we're here to plug our new movie podcast, Post Credit Podcast. Every episode, Sean, Rocky Diamond, and myself will hit you with movie news, discussion, and movie reviews. Yeah, we were uh, getting ready to watch a bunch of movies here, so so uh, I think we should start up with Batman v Superman, the director cut. No, Sean, no. I think it's a highly underrated movie. No, Sean, no Batman v Superman in this house. 
Why, why, why not? I don't understand. Why not? Why, 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 yes. What's good about that movie? Nothing is good about that movie. The plot is all over the you place. You can find our Superman show does at postcreditpodcast.castwaystudios.com. Just click the picture of PCP. Of As Lex Luthor, he shoves a Jolly Rancher in a dude's mouth. All right. Do you just want to watch Rogue One? Oh, hell yeah. I love Rogue One. And we're back. All right. Yeah. Hey, I'm getting the hang of this. Um, <laughs> Good job, man. <laughs> I'm so happy. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the episode. Okay. It was a thing. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, was, it, 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 they, it was on film. Yes. Uh, it was in color. There were people talking lines. And <sighs> that is my greatest compliment. <laughs> Uh, it was uh, okay. Joker in it, the 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 masturbation puns and dick puns coming out of this episode are a, are a non diminishing returns. B highly entertaining, and C ongoing. Yes. Um. I mean, you could almost argue that Guardians did this just a little bit better. Um, <laughs> but, but um, oh, taser face! Um, <laughs> oh, my nipples! Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, basically, I don't know. Obviously, we ask that you watch the episode before you know we come in, just that way we're kind of we're all kind of up to speed. And we can talk about the episode and Absolutely. you know leave comments and let us know what you thought as well, and we can you know talk about that as well. But here's the thing. Um, the the first scene of this entire episode, yeah, involves the Joker playing softball in prison, and he gets sprung. Now, mean an actual coiled spring and yeah. attached to a platform he was standing on on the pitcher's mound. Now I'm not saying that baby got back or anything. And they weren't playing baseball; they were playing softball. That yeah. was softball. Oh, leave it on Irishman to, you know, confuse baseball and softball. Um, it's not cricket. No, it's not. Uh, like this giant fucking like fourteen foot tall spring that's just sitting in the middle of this. I, I it was like it's it's definitely sixty six Batman. It is really sixty six Batman. Yeah. Um. Also, so is the whole like. Oh well, I'm gonna have my own utility belt. <laughs> I'm like, really? Like that? That's kind of unnecessary. You're, you're you're doing the most right now, dude. Um. Also, in this episode, it just seemed like Batman and Robin were just a bunch of incompetent jerk-offs. Yeah, um, I, w- I would say. Like, how many times do you, how many times do you get foiled by confetti? Before you know, you have to say enough. You know, enough. that confetti, the 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 strength on it is quite strong. I mean, like, I didn't know they sold industrial strength confetti at Party City, but hey, there you go. That's where Joker goes to all of his merchandise. Yeah. Actually, no, he buys it through uh, Castaways2.com/slash/Amazon. <laughs> I, that's a, that's a lot. We actually don't have that in stock right now because <laughs> we're all u- we're using it for your party on Saturday. Yeah, when we're going to be streaming your party. I'm turning thirty-one. Yeah, shame. That was a shameless plug on top of a shameless plug. Mm-hmm. I feel no shame. I shame is for Sunday. <laughs> oh. Um. So. All right. So let's get into the grading structure here. All let's right. Do it. Um, number one, where does he get those wonderful toys? Mm. So we're talking about gadgets here, people. And oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, the um again, we just mentioned the confetti. Yeah. We mentioned the giant spring. Uh, and we mentioned that the Joker has his own utility belt, which also has propped it, it's it's sprung up once again. Sorry, didn't mean to see sprung again, but it's, it's you, you get sprung. You get sprung. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it's shown up in the Batman sixty six um, comic book that was out for a while as well, and like it showed up. It, it's shown up in a, f- a few things, and I can't quite yeah. put my finger. But I've seen it before. But this was the first instance that you really see the Joker have one of those and it's it's so dumb yeah <laughs> it is so dumb. retarded uh, oh well mm, eh, you know um so i think i i think they're you know that the gadgets weren't unlike the regular one um there was a couple uses of the batarang complete with tying a knot around the hole in the batarang for the rope yeah uh and it took way longer than necessary like he was sitting through, just going, "Oh, let me tie this belt around. <laughs> I'm gonna throw it, and up I go." And it was just okay. I I looked at the replica of the belt that he gave me, and I saw that there was a cork top, and I realized that that's not what a 1949 vintage looked like. So I figured that there was something amiss. So I, was I like, didn't expect Bruce Wayne, aka Batman, to be such a sommelier. That, wait, wait, are you a sommelier if your expertise is champagne, though? Is there a word? Wine. Wine and, and anything. I would if, I would say a, a champagne would be uh, an extension of a sommelier. I have to ask. Like, the, maybe on an elective? Yeah. I ha- okay, so in 1966, a 1949 um, bottle of champagne aged from the year 1949, that would be a really, that would probably be a really good champagne. Is it drinkable today, though? From 1949? Oh, hell no. I almost feel like it would be like drinking fucking, like, Old English. Oh, it would definitely would. It would be definitely, um... <laughs> like, I'm not talking... I'm I not mean, talking about I, the, I mean, but, but the aging yeah. process would have stopped after, like, the third decade. Hmm. That's the, I, that's the thing. I mean, here's the thing, because, like, I know my... I know, I, I know quite a bit about beer, I done a, I've done a show about beer, and we're gonna be doing one again soon. Champagne. It's I'm like not too, it's like if you got cha- yeah, if you got I'm, a Dewclaw without uh all you know that their their little saying on the top of the bottle cap. It's kind of like if you got one of those and you're like something's up here. Yeah, you know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It, it'd be like um yeah, it, it would be like a flying dog bottle without a Ralph Steadman picture. Yeah, I'd be like, wait a minute. You'd be like, wait, what the fuck? Why is it in? Why is it in Helvetica? <laughs> <laughs> Flying dog beer. <laughs> when did they turn trendy? Um. So yeah, out of uh, out of twenty, um, I'm gonna give this one a seven. Uh, yeah, oh, kind of underwhelming. Yeah, seven, seven. All right. Um, moving on to number two. The worst is yet to come. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna talk about the story here. Um. So I didn't know that the okay. Just as I didn't know that Batman was a sommelier, I did not know that the Joker did, could do Pagliacci. <laughs> okay, beautiful. <laughs> My God, beautiful Pagliacci. Mm. Pagliacci, so good. Malina, Bonjana. Yeah, that that one. Uh, that that it just really reminded me of uh, 
what was the movie? The Untouchables? Yeah, The Untouchables. It really reminded me of The Untouchables. Mm-hmm. Basically, any... And, and Harvey Birdman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, I haven't seen Harvey Birdman in a long time. I, I've I been trying to look for it everywhere, and it's really hard to find. Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Who is the man in the suit? Who is the man in the suit? All right. Um, yeah. The, so, um, this, okay. So, so what's this category where the horses have to come? Yeah, we're talking about the story. Okay. Uh, again, a brief breakdown. Joker breaks out of prison. He steals jewels from an exhibit uh, after foiling Batman and then captures them and then releases them, comes up with his own utility belt, which is like the Joker utility belt, switches it with Batman. And all the while, this is all leading up to the SS Gotham, which is not to be confused with the RMS Metropolis, um, being launched on like that Friday because being whatever. christened. Yeah. And uh, so basically they're just kind of doing what, you know, happened in Star Trek Generations where, hey, we're going to throw a champagne bottle at the ship and <laughs> I like, hope it breaks. I like how Batman didn't discuss the, the pill plan with Robin. And Robin was like hesitant at the point, like, well, I don't really feel a headache. You know, you, sh- you should take it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, Batman, <laughs> Batman used peer pressure to use the, to let that young kid take Dude, drugs. Take drugs. <laughs> That's he was just like, you're, you're gonna take it anyway. You're gonna like it. Take, take so, the Robin. Take the roofie. <laughs> Don't be a dick. Oh, I mean, well, I, well, your you name know what is I mean. dick, but <laughs> five hours later, it's like, where am I? Why are my pants off? And it's like I had to clean them, chum. I had to clean them. With my mouth. That's ridiculous. Batman is Batman. <laughs> Batman has never been accused of being gay ever. That's so silly. Um, and by that I mean that he had been accused of it for years. <laughs> Fucking goddamn it. Um, but yeah, no. This and then like they wrap it all up and you know like you know just this lackluster fight scene. Yeah. It just looked like they were just like, all right, go and play, have fun, and like Caesar Mesh is kind of like. No, I'm like, <laughs> like, like what the I, hell? I don't know. Uh, it, and, and and then it all tops off with um, Aunt Harriet, which is probably like my least favorite element of this entire show. She's such a housefrau. Oh God, I oh I I'm, look. I, she's she's such a like. Even when I was a kid, I never really liked Aunt Harriet because she just she was a fucking wet blanket of a character. She really was. It's just like, you how, get on how, that how piano you, right now. Right you, now, mister. How do you mean uh, moistened uh, uh, bed covering? She just, she's no fun. And she, like, if there's any inkling of any kind of excitement, she's just like, oh, well, this is too much for a young boy. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> bitch, bitch, why don't you shut bitch, the fuck up? shut the fuck up. up. <laughs> I ain't playing that shit. <laughs> You know who the fuck I am? I'm motherfucking Robin. <laughs> I done saved your ass and everybody else's ass in this goddamn house. Fuck you. <laughs> I am playing your goddamn Chopin. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It re- that movie need, need, needs that, that TV show needs more black people in it. There's too much white people. Uh, anyway, um, as long as everything in the there's 60s. there are quite there, there there's nothing but white, white people, people in that fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. it's the sixties. What are you gonna do? 
can't change but, the past. Um, but yeah, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna give this story because we have uh, out of fifteen. Mm, gonna give it a five. Five. I mean, and here's the thing: it's the Joker, so I feel kind of bad because it's like, it's it's homie's like arch nemesis, but at the same time, it's like not that good of a Joker story. It really just yeah. I it, it was awful. What's this out of fifteen? I gave it a five. I'm same same Z's. I'm just gonna right. agree with you on that one. Five. All right. Low score on story. Number, all, right. all right, number three, Arkham Asylum. So we're going to be talking about the villains here. Again, we're going into the Joker. Joker um, and his golf caddies. Yes. They were dressed up as golf caddies. Yeah. They had the Andy's I'm, cap. They had the nice nice Argyle sweater vest with, with some nice uh, springish colors. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, with the collared shirt. Oh, it was so fetch. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, am I the only person that was disappointed when, like, they came out from behind the statues, which looked so much fucking cooler. I and mean, he like, took the nine. He took the time to name his villains, right? Which means he 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 knew he knew. I think he knew that if he didn't name his villains, they were all gonna die. Yeah, I mean, it's like the sh- it's the red shirt principle, basically. Yeah, so they're like, well, let me name them. Come on out, Ernie. Come on out, uh, CK CJ Watson. W C Fields. W C Fields. <laughs> Yeah, um, IP freely. Mm. <laughs> Amanda Hugging Kiss. I'm looking for Amanda Hugging Kiss. <laughs> A thousand. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the um, no. Am I the only person that was disappointed that like when they came out of the statues, they weren't actually wearing the hats that were on the statues? Because there was this giant fucking like stove type pipe that this statue was wearing. I was like, I want him to be wearing that hat. For whatever weird reason, I just was like, that'd be nice. But no, they're all wearing fucking like Newsies caps. And I'm like, eh, whatever. Andy's caps, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which Newsie are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I thought I thought golf caddies, the newsboys. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So, Joker. <sighs> <laughs> that mustache. Cesar Romero. He, I, I, I. I heard this before that he refused to yes, shave off his mustache because of, it was it, it, it was, was interfering with a, with another role. Well, not only that, but like that's what people knew him by. I mean, like people knew him. Yeah, like, like they saw his mustache and they were. And I'm I'm saying all this secondhand because I didn't grow up in the '60s. I was born in the fucking '80s. But like apparently, um, his trademark was his mustache, and he refused to shave it because he felt like it would lessen him as an actor. Which I'm like. You can yeah, grow can, it back. I, I mean, look, I've gone, I've gone bald faced in the past like year, same, and it's grown back. You know, you got a good goatee, by the way. Oh, thank you, yeah. thank you. I've got. A, I was I've doing got, the Iron Man thing. I've got kind of a wild man thing going on right now. Uh, enough of hair talk. I'm thinking. Uh, was this? But, was this out of? <laughs> Next time on Hair Talk. Um, <laughs> I need, I need that. I need to put that NPR thing on on there. Like all things considered. <laughs> do, 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 do. Next time on Hair Talk, <laughs> we'll be talking about goatees, Fu Manchu's, <laughs> and Van Dykes. <laughs> <laughs> Next time on Hair Talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone's got messages. It's probably the girlfriend. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, out of twenty, um, this Joker, you know, it's hard for me because here's the thing: there are because other, you got sprung. 
He got sprung. He, he got sprung. Um, <laughs> it's hard for you because he got sprung. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, it's, it's hard for me to shit on Cesar Romero's Joker just because really it is kind of the catalyst for, you know, Cesar, this, no, for Jack Nicholson's Joker and, you know, ten. out of 10. Ten. Out of 10. 10. I'll give it a 10 as well. Uh, I'm going to keep it. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are other things that. 10 is just because it's Cesar Romero. Yeah. I mean, here's. Well, the five thing. is because it's Cesar Romero. The other five points are for just him being him. Right. I mean, and here's the thing. I'm not, look, I'm not, we're not doing this based on overall what we think of him as a character, but rather how the character in this episode was. I want to clarify that. Kind of weak. I want to clarify that only because in the movie and in future episodes, he's fucking brilliant. And not to say that he doesn't have a stroke of brilliance here, but the story doesn't really help him out much. The script's bad. It's bad. So... But you know what? This episode, he's getting a 10. Um, moving on to category four. Let's go camping. Um, so, yeah. This, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's campy. I'm giving it is, s- it is not as campy as the, as the, as the PN, uh, PN Gwyn episode. PN Gwyn. <laughs> <laughs> Penguin. Um, yeah, the, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, was this out of, you said 10? This is out of 20. Ooh, out of 20. Yes. I say it was pretty campy. I give it 15. Yeah. It was pretty campy. This was. It was it, but, but it didn't live up to its full campiness. I'm going to boost this up to uh, a 17 because I'm going to give it a... Because, like, look, I'm, I'm giving it a 20, which I'm going to go middle ground and make it a 17 overall. Mm-hmm. For the simple reason that this episode, the first episode, The Joker's Wild... Literally, again, ends with the Joker singing fucking Pagliacci as Batman and Robin swing in off stage, and there's a drunk Irishman going, oh, I love that song. <laughs> just, sit, just sitting there in a bar, just like, oh, I love this it song. It's so beautiful. Oh, a guy oh. who looked like a combination between Norm MacDonald and Matt Bronger. Matt, like, wait, Matt Bronger? Who the fuck is Matt Bronger? He, he's, a, he's a stand-up comedian in, like, small circles. Yeah, no one really knows him. Oh. I do. Okay. I do because I follow the state of comedy. <laughs> way to be topical. <laughs> yeah. Way to, way, to, way to give me references that he I look, can get. He looks like Norm MacDonald. There you go. <laughs> Forget I ever mentioned him. <laughs> no, I'll have to. I'll Just have to. one of my favorite stand-up comedians. Oh, baby, baby. No, I'm sorry. Uh, oh. Why does no one know your name, Matt? <laughs> oh, no. It's Lucy. It's Lucy. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't do this, Lucy. <laughs> But Ricky, I want to be in the show. <laughs> oh, Lucy. You All got right. to write these scores down, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Adam West is playing Buttman. Yeah, so. <laughs> episode. Uh, sorry. Uh, category number five. Do the Batcave. Um. <laughs> So, Batman's job. Batman did not do that good of a job this time. But mm-hmm. I feel like, I, I almost feel like that's kind of the episode structure, is that, like, you know, the if, first five out of the six arcs, he's just like, I'm foiled, I don't know what to do. And in the sixth act, he's just like, well, I fucking solved that, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm starting to notice a pattern is all I'm trying to say. That's all that's all I'm trying to say is that I'm starting to notice a bit of a pattern. Um the spaghetti is horrible. Jump in Jerrex, Batman, try adding salt. Oh, oh my oh, god. You're a genius, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
bully on top of Mount Smokey, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> on top of Mount Smokey. That's right, Robin. All covered in cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's Holy right. I lost my poor meatball. Perfect Parmesan, Batman. <laughs> um, I'm going to give him a 15 out of 25. Ditto. Yeah. I mean, he, I don't know. The, the, the important thing, Bitman, is that you don't give up. Bitman. Batman. Wait, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, I, I just saw this on the screen. Say Batman like that, but hold on. Do your, um, do your Don Vito. Don Vito? Yeah. No, oh, not Don oh, Vito. Vito, 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 Vito Corleone? Vito Corleone, that's right. <laughs> what, am I, what am I saying? I'm sorry. You're saying Bitman. <laughs> Bitman. That's the Bitman. I'm telling you, telling you, this drunker comes from that place. And he put confetti over my boy. My God. My boy. Like, that is... That. It's come from confetti. <laughs> this I do not agree with. L- ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Sean on that one. God damn, that is... That, that is that is your best impersonation by far. <laughs> and I had It to tops have- all the lists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the best beats the rest. Um, mm-hmm. so fifteen out of twenty-five. Uh, the final uh, extra points. Um, so, so should we give this any extra points? I don't really uh, want to. Nope. 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 And nope. definitely not. Okay. Well, while I go ahead and calculate this, Sean, where can we find you on the World Wide Web? You can find me at gaslightstudios.com and go to the bios page. And click my face, and all the links are up there, including my Twitter, at Sean L. Holmes, at my Facebook page, at SLEHolmes86. Also, if you want to drop me a line and email, feel free to do so at Sean at CastWaveStudios.com. Also, feel free to uh, shop through our link at uh, castwavestudios.com slash Amazon or just go to our main uh, page there at Castway Studios and click the Amazon portal button. That will go to its own kind of little separate store. It's kind of HTML, you know, kind of HTML smelly, but it, it's okay. It, it's still an Amazon approved link uh, that I made through uh, our Amazon associate because we're associates with there with Amazon. So basically you just kind of shop and, and we get a little credit and you don't really pay any extra so. Now, is that shopping or Chopin? That's Chopin. <gasps> oh. Chopin at castwaystudios.com slash uh. Amazon Brian Massey. Yes. Um, you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash bmassey1987. You can also find me, uh, again, on um, castwaystudios.com. I'm a co-host of not only BGN and the show that you're watching right now, Badcast 66, but I'm also your co-host on a little show called The Prime Directive, which will be back in the fall. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about season two on that, and that should be a lot of fun. I can't wait to get into that because the first episode that we're going to be reviewing is a mock time, and God damn it, that's a great episode. Um, so we have the score. We have the score in. Okay. Scores in. Hit it, All hit right, it everybody. So adding up the points, we had a 7, a 5, a 10, a 17, and a 15 with no bonus points, which leads to a 54, which is a big fat F for Fat Man. <laughs> You lose, good day, sir. Uh, so, Batman stole fizzy lifting drinks? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, eh, you know, it's not the best episode, or best set of episodes. Um, I could have given it some bonus points, but I really don't feel like it. It's better than Kardashians. You know what? I agree. <laughs> 
not, we, can, we can at it's least not, it's not it's not a very a, a very uh, hard thing to be at the very least we did not we did not subject ourselves to that and mm-hmm. for that i think both you and i can be proud mm-hmm. so let's go ahead and wrap this up um for sean holmes i'm brian massey thank you for tuning in and let's go ahead and actually play something yes he uh, play something right now so thank you guys <laughs> for listening all right some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. We're out.